Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cut to the Grace. I hope you're all doing well. So I'm so excited about today's episode because I have the absolutely gorgeous Megan Jane Crab on Cut to the Grace. Hello, Megan. Hello, my love. How are you today? I'm doing so well. I'm honestly just chuffed and I'm so excited that we've finally be able to virtually meet because um, funny story, Megan came to watch Six when <laughs> I wasn't on. And basically what happens when, when you do the shows um, is they tell us in advance when when all the legends are coming um just so we we know that like that night we're staying behind to have a picture or whatever we're doing with that with that night and we found out and I was like no that's my holiday week so bless JJ who played Catherine of Aragon got my book signed got it right here <laughs> I was like yes because I kept it in my dressing room and I was like girls you need to read this book um and then I you came to see Anne Juliet and mm-hmm. um I love telling this story because I always like out myself because you know usually <laughs> when I'm on stage in Aunt Juliet of course we're actors we're always in the zone I'm always like invested in my character but you know what I'm not gonna lie I do have a look around the audience sometimes and I'm like oh I like their top or they they look cool today <laughs> anyway so I'm in everybody yeah and I'm looking out in the audience I go spot this bright pink gorgeous purple hair and I think it's Megan J. Crab, and I'm running around the dressing room going Megan Jane Crab, Megan Jane Crab, and the girls go to me in in our ensemble girls dressing room. They're like, Grace, just message her on Instagram, just message her. And I'm like, Oh no, I can't. But I did, and just saw it, and you replied. And so <laughs> I'm so grateful that we could actually like finally do this and meet and well virtually through Zoom. So thank you to the Zoom peoples for doing this for us. Um. But are you like, just out of interest, are you like a big musical fa- a fan? Tell you what, I freaking love a musical and I am a six super fan. I think I went three times in six months. So the fact that I didn't catch you in any of those times, I don't know what was going on there, universe. That should have happened. I know. And I loved Anne Juliet. So basically, actually, let's just say that I'm a super fan of you because clearly <laughs> I love everything that you're in. I love that. I love that. Well, who knows what will be next? Um amazing so just to start how are you how are you doing I am I'm pretty good you know I think like everyone I'm riding the waves of the pandemic and of the lockdowns and I'm handling the second one much better than the first one I feel like I got yeah. a bit of more of a routine going um mm. and preserving my energy a bit more big on the big on the self-care this time around and not feeling yeah. guilty for it so I'm doing okay yeah good I'm really glad and also, just to um, establish a bit of context and backstory to the absolute legend you are, can you just introduce us as a human to our listeners and tell us a bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So 
you've you've done a great introduction already. But hi, my name is Megan and I am known on the internet as Body Posi Panda. So I have spent most of my life dieting, hating my body. And when I started using social media, I was using it as diet inspiration. I was using it for Fitspo. That's all I would do, post pictures of my meals and talk calories and goal weights and all of that. And one day when I was using Instagram, I stumbled across a community of people doing the exact opposite and saying, we accept our bodies as they are. We don't diet. We embrace the word fat. We we love ourselves. And that's actually possible for you as well. That flipped my entire mindset upside down and how I saw myself and how I saw food. I had struggled with eating disorders when I was a teenager. I had anorexia nervosa from 14 to 16. And it was just wild to me that anyone could accept themselves. And I try to ignore that moment and those people and just carry on on the diet cycle as you do. It'll work this time, this time's the one. And obviously it just kept popping back into my head. Like maybe, maybe they're onto something and maybe there is another way of going through life that isn't hating yourself and starving yourself. So I tiptoed in, I kind of lurked a little bit, lurked around all of their pages. And then I started sharing a tiny bit about me and about my history with eating disorders and dieting. And Instagram then turned into a bit of a journal of my self-acceptance and my quitting dieting. And slowly like people started to catch on that this was happening and these communities existed. And it was tiny at the time. I think there was probably a couple hundred people talking about body positivity when I stumbled across that community. It had not blown up. It was not a common phrase or anything. And over the years, the more we shared and the more we created our own hashtags and built this community, started getting a bit of attention. Suddenly there was an article here and there about it. Somewhere along the line, it snowballed and led to me having the platform that I have now and being able to write my book, Body Positive Power. And we've just gone, we've just gone from there. So now I am not solely about the body positivity. I'll always have my heart there. And in the eating disorder recovery community, that's truly where my heart will always be. Uh, but I like to branch out, you know, she likes to do bits and pieces here and there, uh, intersectional feminism and mental health and sexuality and identity and LGBTQ rights and all of it. I just basically how I describe myself now is I'm an author, I'm a creator, and I'm a woman with a lot of opinions. Yes, I love that. <laughs> what an introduction. That was just perfect. I was literally just there nodding along and smiling like, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> and I think like for me, you were just a true definition of positive content creation and good influence influencers. <laughs> Does that make any sense? You know, like using that platform and rolling with it, riding with the fire, riding with the waves and just branching out into just spreading goodness and kindness and love and the important things in life. And I'm sure it's just, it must be super overwhelming being in that position where you probably get endless messages saying from people saying how much you've changed their lives. Cause I know from reading this book, this was the start of my journey with body positivity. Um, and yeah, I think it's absolutely amazing and such proof that content creators have so much power in spreading goodness and not just spreading comparison and making people uh, you know doubt themselves and judge themselves it can be such an amazing 
corner of the internet um so thank you for that introduction that was lovely um <laughs> and i think so much of what you do is really you know i've my industry in theater disordered eating thrives in this kind of industry it's so competitive so um i'm so interested to know how you feel about that but first we need to do my little mini series on my podcast um called gratitude with grace um which is where i basically ask my guests five things that they're grateful for today um and it can be anything from as small as a good old cup of tea to as big as the ability to see um so i'll go first um while you have a little think about yours so mine today I'm starting with a silly one, um, is Jingle Jangle on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. But... I have not. Right. So it's the first ever Netflix film that I've watched with, that I have friends in, which has been like a massive thing for me. I've like never felt pride like it. Um, <laughs> the representation is incredible, like pure black excellence, and I'm just here for it. And the soundtrack is the Christmas soundtrack of the century. So, yeah. Okay. Is this a Netflix original? It is. It's a mm. Netflix original. Um, so that is my number one. I actually write them on my phone, so I'm just going to... Because I am a goldfish. Um, <laughs> number two is that, um, basically, me and the original six girls, we've just started a girl band called Seven. Um, and basically, last loads of wild things are happening with us. I feel like we're at that kind of stage where it's starting to, like catch fire and snowball and it's just all a bit crazy and overwhelming so last night we had a zoom um after a crazy week on a sunday evening hormones emotion tears flying everywhere and we decided to all go around one by one and just like check in and say how we're feeling um and that was amazing and it was the first time we'd been like like we're completely transparent and honest with each other and i've never had that kind of connection with a group of girls like they're the first group of girls i've been like wow women are actually like really nice (laughs) um so that was magical um last night i did a gig called grace and the guitar and the guitar broke um so (laughs) half the title was missing so i used youtube backing track so i'm grateful for youtube (laughs) um my housemate renee sent me a lovely massive bag of vegan sweets and it was just a really nice act of kindness that made my day the other day um and finally I'm so grateful for my manager, Millie, at Gleam, who connected me with you because if it wasn't for her graft, I wouldn't be here right now. Um, Because (laughs) when I started this podcast, she was like, right, I need you to send me a dream list. And it had like Leia Salonga, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Megan Chain Crab. And, you know, it was a big list. And I was getting like every now and then I'd get like, oh, I'm really sorry, but, you know, Leia said no and whatever. And I hadn't had a yes. And you were my first yes from my dream list. And I was like, yes! <laughs> first of many. Um, yes. So big up, Millie. You're amazing. Um, your turn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I should be prepared for this because I started doing this every single day, the first lockdown. Five things I was grateful for in the morning. Like, first thing I do straight out of bed. So let's, let's tap into that energy. I yeah. am grateful for... My fur baby, Bella, who is my everything. I'm genuinely mother and child relationship there. Um, <laughs> what else am I grateful for? I am grateful for my sister, Gemma, who keeps An me grounded. Icon. Yeah, she keeps me grounded. She keeps me entertained. She's just one of the best people in the entire world. 
Uh, I am grateful for the color yellow. Yes. Just throwing it out there. It's a lovely addition to the world. It, it, mm. It's just it's just delightful. We love yellow. Yeah. Fourth thing would have to be. Don't tell my roommate I said this, but I'm grateful that we started watching Korean dramas because I was judgmental and I was that bitch. Can I swear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> I was I was that bitch who was like, I don't want to read my TV. I just want to watch it. But we started watching Korean dramas at the start of, of lockdown one and we're so into it and they're so gripping and dramatic and everything everything that you need to transport yourself out of a pandemic and into a fictional world full of yeah. beautiful people falling in love where are um, they where can we watch these i want to watch Korean so drama. netflix netflix has tons of really good ones the absolute best hands down is called crash landing on you and it's about okay. a woman who accidentally parachutes uh over the line into north korea and then like Casually. falls in love with a soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all really believable stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> but ten out of ten, like one of the best things I've ever cool. ever watched. And I think I have one more, one more thing to be grateful for. Food. <laughs> yeah. Just just in general, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every day this is what I wake up. I'm like, I'm thinking that I mean, that is another thing. I'm not only looking around the audience when I'm on stage, I'm also thinking about what I'm gonna eat <laughs> half the time. I really hope my director's not listening to this because I'm getting sacked. Um <laughs> But you must do some some scenes and some lines so many times that is it almost like they're coming out on auto and then your brain can oh, do something yeah. else. Yeah, muscle memory is an absolutely wild thing. Like sometimes I can go on stage and not know how I got from A to B <laughs> because my muscles just do it. Wow. Um, but it's like eight times a week, you know, it's like, it's like a lot. Um, but it, I love it and it's the best thing in the world. So yeah, but yeah, I, I think about food a lot because especially when you have an adrenaline crash after a show, all the takeaways um but yeah they were lovely i really loved them um and i love that you threw in a color because i haven't had that yet and but it's a very valid color like yellow truly is a great addition to the world um amazing so in your book in in life um when you've spoken about body positivity you've spoken a lot about um how diet culture is everywhere um and I completely agree with that, like in all forms of the media. And I guess the theatre industry kind of falls into the media because, as I was saying, disordered eating and this ideal to play roles is just so... It just thrives in this community. It literally, like, there's so many people who struggle with it. And personally, I my first professional job out of drama school, my first professional audition, should I say, um, I didn't even get a recall because of my size. And I have struggled with disordered eating when I was in my early teens. And if I hadn't been through that and come out of the other side, luckily, before I went to drama school, it made me so scared for the people who were getting this feedback as well, who haven't been through what I've been through. Um, and it, it really made me think, like, how... And the show, I must say, it was a very... Um, big company it was a very big company that had was based on a film and has this ideal that children have grown up with seeing and if someone walked on who didn't look like the film which is an absolutely impossible 
body type, um, it wouldn't it wouldn't go down a tree. Um, so what I'm wondering from you as someone who, well, can I just say, have you ever performed? Because you can move, girl. Like you've got rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. My dream is actually to do what you do. Like that's yeah. secretly, <laughs> secretly, so I want to be in your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched your um it was your vintage um spring style and I was like I need to learn this routine I was like grooving <laughs> with it um so I, ha- I had to ask because I was like she- surely she must have danced before um but someone from outside of, of the industry what could you recommend to us to start this change and create this change because I, it's sad, but it's incredible that I know how rare it is that I have been cast in two huge shows that I've had nothing to do with my shape, my size, the colour of my skin, um, anything about the way I look. But the disappointment of that is that I know how rare that is. And I know that I've had it before where I haven't got jobs because of the way I look. Um, so how, where do we start? Just that where, your recommendation it's a big question, isn't it? I mm. think I'll start by saying that Anne Juliet, I think, is the most diverse cast I've ever seen. And that was probably my favourite thing about it. I was living for it the entire time. I loved that. But it's been a long time coming and I can't believe it took until up to last year for me to watch a show and, and actually think it was diverse. It's difficult to give advice to individuals right because this isn't an individual problem this is an industry this is a worldwide this is a cultural problem and I think as we're seeing the cultural shifts particularly in other forms of media and in film and television we're definitely starting to see a shift towards more inclusivity and more diversity and representation and I feel like I might be wrong you might say otherwise but I feel like live theatre is still a step or two behind. And I don't know if that's because the people who are making the casting decisions, the people who are up the top there are still in that way of thinking that the body type is more important than the talent. I hope that the cultural shift and the demand, because we're all saying this is what we want. We want to see real people. We want to see diversity and representation, that that will change it. But I think to give any advice to the individual and to someone like you, you are not the one responsible for changing it, right? You should feel able to protect yourself against the bullshit, and it is absolute bullshit that you would be rejected based on your, based on your body size. But it's not on you to change the whole game, you know? Definitely agree. And I think it's also like, something for me is that it just, my whole life, it always felt, felt normal. And me and my other pal who, when we were at college, we were doing different fad diets every week because we were convinced that we wouldn't get into drama school if we didn't do it. And I think it's it's one of those. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Things that there's such a power in making noise and using your platforms, whether, whether that is a platform of 500 people to 5 million, you know, there's any, any, time you speak about it it's helping someone because personally for me sometimes I don't and I'm a human being and I I learn from my mistakes but I don't really see indifferences because I love everyone I'm like everyone's amazing all people but I don't really realize problems until they're brought to light boom in my face which is a difficult thing because I'm like how did I not notice that how did I not notice because I'm just there like listening to alphabet belt and define gravity and being like yes to your larynx like i'm not being like oh my gosh why is there no one over a size eight in this cast you know what i mean and i think that was a problem for me growing up because it felt so normal and then looking at it from my outside i was like oh well that's the normal so i've just got to lose the weight and thinking about that just feels like so much time wasted when i could have been making noise and I think the beauty about making noise is bringing it to light and actually every time I see a tweet saying oh I love the representation of all body shapes in Six and Juliet people see that and people can learn from that and people and it's sad that we have to do that but their marketing brain should go oh yeah we should actually represent the real world maybe that's actually a clever thing to do Mm -hmm. we'll get people to enjoy this show more so I think just like to listeners, don't be afraid to make noise. Um, and also I've, from making a little bit noise and like what you said earlier, I feel like I'm kind of at that position now of like lurking in like the body posy world. And every time I <laughs> open up on Instagram, I remember the first time I spoke about um, something and I shared a post about, um, I'll be happier when I've lost weight. Mm-hmm. It was a post about that and I shared being like, this was my mindset and it was so wrong. I wasted so much time and etc. I had so many messages from people being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Me too. I didn't realise you were the same. Da, 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 da. Messages from mums who have young fans who they've brought to see six and saying my daughter is going through this right now and maybe she won't listen to me, but she might listen to you. So um, I really think don't be afraid to make noise. Um but yeah, thank, I'm really glad you thought that about Anne Juliet. I did. I did. Also, can I ask? Can I ask you something? Yeah, I love it what when is, people ask me. What is your heritage? Because I think that we might be the same. So I'm half Burmese. Ah, oh, we're not half Jamaican. I was going to ask you whether you think that diversity is also branching out in the theatre in terms of ethnicity and skin colour. Because I, I, mm. I think it is, but it's. I don't know if it's slightly ahead of size or behind. Yeah, it it's it's kind of I think it's ahead um personally, but I think that's because of the shows. Uh and I think it started with like Hamilton 
was the first one to be like, we're going to tell this old story about the founder of America and use everyone and use the the real world. And they have, you know, black, Asian, mixed, all these beautiful people telling these old stories, which is an is magical. Um, and I think people kind of bounced off of that and their success. Um, again, I am fully aware that, especially as a half Asian woman, to be playing, have played the roles that I did in Six and then covering Juliet, like a role that demands respect, not revolving around a man. Well, I guess it kind of is because, yeah, but you know, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Revolting against a man Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, either, you know, the Kim in Miss Saigon is like the Tupton in The King and I, that it's usually their servants, they live their life for a man and be a half Asian woman standing on stage remind like demanding respect singing a bit of Katy Perry role you know it's like such a rare thing and I, I get messages from um, half Asian or any Asian aspiring performers saying it was so amazing to see that because we're just not used to that and I think it's the same for all performers of colour and um, trying to not only get these incredible roles but there's such a difference between getting roles that um like it's all very well being like oh wow hairspray and memphis and they they have all these incredible people of color in them but it it's so different when they're playing a role that has absolutely nothing to do with that do you know what i mean and it's like telling normal stories about i went for a walk down to the shop and it has absolutely nothing to do with where i'm from or the color of my skin my grandma when she came to england from jamaica she went into theater first and she had quite a lot of success given this was 1950s England. But the only role she ever, ever, ever got was made, American made, over and over and over again. And she ended up leaving theatre because she was just sick of having that one dimensional stereotype as the only option. So we've definitely come a long way since then. But I agree. I think there is such a like thirst for representation where that identity isn't the whole story. Yeah. Like you said, it's just it just is. And it's not a storyline. It's not a big point. It just is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's so much power to that as well. Um, yeah, long way to go, but we have to celebrate the baby steps. Um, and I think that's the most important thing when it comes to something like this. Um, OK, so I've got a couple of questions from Instagram. Ooh. Um, yeah, put it, on, put it on the old Insta because I'm pretty sure a lot of my followers know I'm obsessed with Body Posse Panda because <laughs> um, I'm always sharing your stuff. Um, so we've got one from um, Lola and she asks, what's the most common misconception people have of you? Of me? Oh. Mm. It's quite an interesting one, isn't it? Because I, <laughs> I feel like we try, to, we try to avoid thinking about it, but I definitely have some where I feel like sometimes people think I'm like, always happy <laughs> right yeah, yeah yeah i've definitely had that in the past yeah 100%. I'm like, no. um, what's a misconception of me you know what i think i think for a long time people slightly misunderstood the message that i was putting out people say to me quite a lot that 
there's certain things about me that are kind of marketable or like palatable, kind of like softer. I call myself a cotton candy Trojan horse because on the outside you get these like pastels, pink, purple, smiley rainbows, blah, blah, blah. But then when you let me in, I will hit you with the hard stuff. Like I will, I will take you to church on body politics and intersectionality and you will not see it coming. So I'm a cotton candy Trojan horse, but I think for a lot of my career, people just saw the cotton candy part and they didn't take the rest of it seriously. So I would say that's probably been the biggest misconception that I'm just there for the palatable body positivity or I'm just there for, you know, sizes 16 and under when I'm not. I'm here for radical fat acceptance, body politics. Let's talk about all of it. Let's talk about privilege. And that's, yeah, hopefully, that. hopefully I'm more clear about that now. Um, yeah, but I definitely yeah. say so. I, I, from being a follower of yours, I would never think of you as that um because those captions you're always here with the captions that's like <laughs> do you know what I mean you post that that aesthetic and then it's like boom here's the caption of the information that you need Trojan in your life horse. yeah yeah that is great <laughs> I love it um Zoe asks what's one thing you wish people understood about body positivity hmm. I think I think it kind of is a similar answer. Sorry, gang, this is this is, is getting serious, you know. It's a similar answer because what I wish people understood is that we're not done. Like we are so far from done. We've got a little bit of progress, you know, we're seeing a few more mid-size bodies, I guess, in the media, and maybe people who look like you or I, we're being more represented. But the people who are truly on the margins they are still not being heard and not being seen. You know, the, the disabled community always being forgotten in body positivity and the larger fat people are always being told, you know, well, it's not for you, you're, you, you've gone too far. And I think everyone just needs to remember that body positivity is about the safety and value and respect of all bodies. And that means all sizes, all shapes, all genders, all abilities, all skin colors, all ages everyone and right now we're kind of in the middle spot and we're leaving out the people who are still out there on the margins yeah yeah and the people who make our society and our world the wonderful diverse place it is exactly yeah exactly and it kind of happens to all movements like when, when they get popular and when they get capitalized basically it gets watered down and we lose the the radical roots of it i would just love everyone to do a bit of digging and find something a bit more radical in it again yeah i definitely agree i love that um okay we've got favorite part about being a role model Ooh. so when i did my live show i do i have a show with my roommate jolie it's called the never say diet club and it's kind of half musical half ted talk all covered in glitter lots of costume changes parody songs it. dancing it's a lot of fun but it's also how to end diet culture so yeah. it's fun and yeah. serious we went on tour with that last year and we did meet and greets beforehand my absolute favorite parts were meeting the people who came with their parents and i got to chat with the person who'd, who'd bought the ticket to come along for themselves and then afterwards the parent would come up to me and say you know this is this is how their life has changed like i'm seeing my daughter or my son my child again as who they are this is what body positivity oh has given them yeah. that to me 
you can never, you can never take the value of this away from me. That is the ultimate. So that's probably, that's my favourite. Yeah, that literally, when you just said that, my heart like dropped to my womb. Like, (laughs) that actually made me like, oh my God. And it it is those moments that like, you know, because in the world of content creating and social media, people are so scared to go into it because there's so much negativity in it. But there's also as I said earlier that little corner of like absolute magic that's like this is why I do it and this is why it's so worth it and can be so beautiful um I love that you know what I saw someone it was under a piece of content that I had made and I'd referred to myself as an influencer and there was a comment under it that said "Ugh, influencer I couldn't think of anything worse to call myself as a career And I've struggled with the word influencer for ages, right? And I don't like the modern conception of it, that an influencer is just someone who sells you stuff, takes outfit pictures over and over again, says nothing. But I think we need to kind of reclaim it because an influencer shouldn't just be someone who's telling you what to buy. It should be someone who's working to shift the narrative if we want to actually influence for good, influence people's lives, influence the way people see themselves that's what an influencer should be and I don't know maybe I'm like being too optimistic but I kind of hope that the internet is starting to see that and starting to see that there there can be value in those kind of influencers and maybe the other kind will will shift a little bit or just like quietly evaporate you know yeah I love that and I, I actually remember when I had my first ever brand deal which was with Kuth which I know Kenny did as well and um I did it and I was was telling my friends, I was like, gang, I just had my first brand deal. Like, and some (laughs) of them did react like, uh, or they were doing like a bit of sarcasm jokes being like, oh, wow, I'm an influencer. You know what I mean? (laughs) And it did put me off a little bit and it did make me go like, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing? Should I carry on? And then I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, everything that I, I go through and like me and my manager have such a great relationship where she knows that I would never advertise a random hair gummy that I don't believe in how it's been produced and their morals and ethics with the company like it's always something that is to do with my best interests whether Mm -hmm. that be sustainable fashion secondhand shopping like small business help like anything every everything I do mental health is always about my best interests and I was like it's an amazing career and you know I do say like I, I do a bit of content creating but I do exactly agree with you that we need to reclaim that word influencer and be like it can be amazing it can be to create change and um yeah spread positivity um amazing I love that so we're coming to the end but I've just got a couple of quick fire questions oh um, I get so nervous about quick fire really? questions I'm sweating already <laughs> sorry um and the last one is musical related Ooh. but I'm not gonna leave you out of the musical related question <laughs> um so you still gotta answer it what is the best piece of advice you've ever received uh people won't like you and you will live yes <laughs> love it um top of your bucket list i want to chase really beautiful sunsets around the world once we're allowed to travel again Ooh, yes i love that very specific as well i love that. i love i've got a real thing for sunsets i just think mm. they capture absolutely the beauty of being alive so i just want to i just want to yeah. see more of them yeah and skies as well 
Mm-hmm. I have a thing about clouds at the moment. Love them. Um, this is what lockdown's done to me. I just love looking <laughs> at the clouds. <laughs> yep, legit. Um, do you have any weird quirks? My roommate thinks it's really weird that when I eat tomatoes, I cut them in half and I take all the goop out of the middle. I'm not a fan of the goop. I just want the flesh. That is that is weird <laughs> no I'm, joking I'm, I'm but right that. that is weirdly wonderful and I really love it because I'm imagining you going over to your food bin squeezing out all of the juice yes and yes it actually, takes a long time yeah and it's actually really really wholesome um <laughs> I love that I love tomatoes as well um what is your current favorite song oh I'm having a real chance the rapper moment and I didn't think I would, but I really love the Justin Bieber collab with Holy and I'm playing it on repeat. So it's probably going to have to be that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, Go to meal. Stir fry. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah can't go wrong. It can be a lunch or a dinner. You know, you can sp- spice it up, pop an egg on top of it. Yeah. What's not your choice? Vegans. Yeah, what's, not for the vegans. What What's your choice of like meat or protein? If it's done well, I will take a tofu. So I was veggie for like seven, seven, eight years. Um, and I kind of fell off a little bit. You know, it, it happens. I'm not a morally Labels perfect person. Don't help. Yeah. No, mm. but I will take a tofu if it's done well. Otherwise, I would probably go for a prawn. Mmm. Oh, delish, delish. Um, finally, if there was a musical about your life and you couldn't play the title role, who would you have play it and why? Oh no, that is such a hard question. You can are create we, like a superhuman if you want. Like, are we doing a blind casting? They don't have to look like me. Oh no, 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 yeah. Hmm. That's gotta be Lizzo, hasn't it? That's the dream. Imagine. Oh my god. <laughs> no one has ever said that. And I'm like, <laughs> why isn't Lizzo playing every single role in musical theatre? The theatre needs Lizzo. We really do. Oh my gosh. Imagine a Lizzo musical with the music of Lizzo. Oh, yeah. One day. One day. One day. Let's write it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it happen and everyone You've got wear the connections. Pink yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> that's that's our next venture, gang. Stay tuned. Um thank you so much for coming on. Because that was just amazing. Um also I have to say, I mentioned earlier, me and my mum are absolutely obsessed with Gemma. She is our queen. <laughs> High Bitch by Bitch is probably one of my favourite new game shows ever. Are we mm-hmm. going to be getting another one? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to. This was honestly, whenever I go to be at my sister's, because uh, we we have shifts for who's part of her care team. And uh, Whenever I get there, I'm like, how can I entertain Gemma this weekend? What ridiculous concept can I come up with that we can film? Because she loves being on camera. And I was she like, there's some old Christmas decorations. Let's print off a couple signs that say, hi, bitch, bye, bitch. <laughs> and it was born. So yes, we are definitely going to do another round. If you have any suggestions for what you would like her to comment on, then tell me. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely have a think about that. Um, and thank you for having yeah. me. This has been beyond lovely. Oh, thank you so much. Um, send my love to Queen Gemma. And of I can't course. wait to see what's in the future for you because you're just, you're, she's rolling with the fire. Um, <laughs> and we love to see it. Thank you so much. And I'll see Thanks, you soon. Angel. Bye. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.